I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough, Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. Here we are again. Another day, another week. Another week, another podcast. Another week in lockdown. I'm Carrie. I'm Lara. And this You're listening is to sexy, sexy, unique podcast. Podcast. Tough Sicilian, Tough Sicilian bitches. bitches. We're back. We're back in Jersey. Week eight. Week seven. Week eight. Week nine. It's been seventy plus. Oh my god. Of season three. No, I'm I'm saying of of COVID. Corn. Of quarantine. Corn. <laughs> corn. Um, I don't know. I've lost, kind of lost count and have lost the plot to some extent. I have too. I'm an unreliable narrator at this point. Yeah, I don't, I can't say I love it right now. How are you on an emotional barometer? My emotional barometer like goes up and down. Is the ticker going? I'm like okay today, but definitely I've reached I've really had some like what is the point days recently. Yeah. And like I feel like I'm developing a pattern of staying up super late and then sleeping it like sleeping until noon and then waking up and being like I love waking up at noon. <laughs> like I like like I like it too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. It feels a little regressive. I mean, I understand. I 
I can't sleep in. Like I I know that sounds annoying, but like I truly it's hard for me to sleep in because I, I get guilt and mm-hmm. I want to like I want to sleep like I there are days where I want to just go to like 10 and I have before but it's rare but I I like can't I always wake up like too early I'm not and I'm not being like <laughs> I it's really hard I wake up really on time but it's not I like I'm getting help, up like, but like wake up at like 6am and meditate it's like I have I can't to help it. it my body just like not, tells me but I'm not waking up to do anything productive. I'm waking up to like look at my phone and like Stress type in out. like coronavirus Los Angeles death. <laughs> it's like, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like waking up to be like going out for a run and making toast and like egg white. I'm, I'm like, I want to sleep like an hour extra every day. I definitely choose to sleep in like it's a choice that I'm making because my body will wake me up at like a reasonable hour. Like normally, like naturally my body is like 8 a.m. It doesn't matter like when I've gone to sleep. It's like, what do you think, Lara? Like, do you want to really get up and like seize the day? And then I'm like, no, bitch. And then I go back to sleep and sleep until like noon. And then I'm like, hell yeah. And that my like... I get I've been getting like a really sick pleasure of like experiencing just like truly only five hours until it's like what I consider to be nighttime, which is 5 p.m. And then (laughs) I'm like, it's like, like, I'm like, oh, if we can just get through these like five hours, then it'll be 5 p.m. And then it's like, we'll be night soon. And then I'm like, oh, we made it another day down. And like, I'm like, okay, this is no way to live. But now it feels like. It is a way to live. Yeah, I'm. I like count down the hours till five p.m. when I when I eat dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just like, oh, if we can just make it to the evening, and the less hours I have to be like awake during the day, the better. And then it's like, wow, a doable day, a five hour. But I look forward to Tuesdays because, as I said in the past, that's when I. I wake up early and I go to Starbucks and then I know that I'm going to get to law with you and it feels good. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's a highlight for sure of the week. It's, you know, I do feel like personally I've been in a spiritual 4 PM for like weeks. Mm-hmm. The mornings feel like 4 PM. Nighttime feels like 4 PM. When I go to sleep, it feels like 3 p.m., 3 a.m., but it's only like 11 or 12 a.m. Yeah. And yeah, it's hard. I mean, I'm, I'm, last week I went for a walk every day. Saturday I hurt, I like moved weird and like hurt my back, threw out my back, which I hate. So like the past few days I've been like, it's better today, but I'm, you know, I'm going to, I I was going to a chiropractor consistently because I had a spine my to realign my spine. Mm-hmm. Um, I stopped going because I couldn't afford it anymore. But, but I'm I'm willing to risk COVID right now to go get cracked because they're taking appointments crack. and I, I need that crack and I'll I'll fucking wear a mask. I trust the guys. They're all like these nice like nice gay men who crack yeah. backs, and I'm. You know what? I don't. If it's 
if I'm being a hypocrite because I've been like championing social distancing, like I don't fucking care. I'm so, I, like, we well, need. We're at a point like now where it's like, like any sort of like therapeutic. No, that's essential. Or, like, sur- like surgery. Like I have to get a gum graft on fucking June fifth. That was supposed to happen. Retainer. No, like where they cut off part of your gums and like put it on another part that's like receding. Oh my god, I have receding. Uh, I I feel you because I have receding gums. Someone on Twitter, some last week, I posted a video, like one of my stupid videos, and someone wrote like, "Your gums have really receded." Uh, that is like, fucking rude. I know. I was like, Do not only gum a gay- shame me. And I was like, only a fucking gay bitch, some gay guy. Of course it was. Who probably he, and, literally has the most receded gums of all time. And he probably like I probably like know him in real life. I think it was like a troll account that someone like just uses to like be mean to people because he was saying similar things to other so I was like, this is definitely someone like I probably know. Oh my god, what a life. <laughs> but that I didn't know that they do that. Yeah, they do. Thankfully it's just on one tooth but it's like they harvest skin from the top of your mouth and then like cut it out and then put it over they like attach it to the gum and then it has to like glob on and grow it's annoying teeth are insane like people always tell you like take care of your teeth take care of your teeth like you're gonna need like you don't want to mess it up and i truly have literally been like keep your teeth theories to yourself to my entire life and then now in your 30s is a great slash horrible time to find out that everyone's teeth theories were true the dentist weren't lying no the <laughs> my de- orthodontist so... never lied to me he wasn't trying no to i mean me. he was just trying to help me i'm i don't have dental insurance right now and i'm petrified of how many cavities i probably have from all the candy i've been eating in quarantine but I want my dentist to be proud because he's really nice and really hot and Ooh. just a really good dentist and he's awesome. And every time I've been to him, I've been like, please like, let my teeth shine. But it's hard. Teeth are so... I mean, I, I have a retainer. I wear it every night. You're smart. I had braces for over two years, had like so much orthodontic work done and literally was every time I like saw my orthodontist, I was like, fuck off. And like, didn't like, I didn't believe like a word he told me. I was like, he's out you're to a truther. get me. I was you were a like a flat earther. Yeah. You were like he, a COVID truther. He, I COVID truthed this orthodontist till the day he passed away, essentially. And like, uh, he like, but he didn't start out. I just, we had a rocky beginning because I sucked my thumb until I was like nine years old. And like, I was first taken to the orthodontist when I was like eight or seven. And he was like, when are you going to stop? Like he made a really big deal out of me sucking my thumb and it was like an issue. And we had to like slowly train me to stop doing it. But that, that I was like, why are you taking away like the one thing I love in this world? Like, why would you Mm want to do that to me? Yeah. I don't have much. All I have is this thumb. And my raglets no. and they go together or, great and they give me great sleep and I like don't get why you're trying to hurt me. Orthodontists are very aggro mm-hmm. and for good reason. Like I I had braces for six years. Oh. Because my teeth Whoa. were fucked. 
And I had him on from fourth to seventh grade, got him taken off, and then got him back on a few months later. <gasps> no, for back three on years. a troll. But the first time I had him, I wasn't really, I mean, I was young, but like, I remember going to the ortho once and it was like a group of these, it was like a, the lead orthodontist and his two sons. So they were like a family practice and they were really great. But one of them was super intense. He like yelled at me one time because I wasn't doing something right. He like, and it was really bad. So we, so I, my mom requested that I only go to one, only two of them except him mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then when I got him back on, I was like, I have to take this seriously. And I had headgear that was, I had headgear that I had a whole headpiece that wrapped all the way up to like the back of my head. It wasn't like just like the little band yeah. and it came down like, that. it was it looked like a muzzle oh and I wore God. it at night and I, I wore it every single night. I was like really, and then I'm just like paranoid about fucking my teeth up again. Oh yeah. I mean the second, like. Basically, I started refusing. I was supposed to wear like rubber bands around like oh, certain the bands, teeth. and I was just like, "Fuck you!" Like I'm not doing this. And then finally, he was like, "Well, it seems like you're not going to do anything I tell you, so I guess we'll take the yeah. braces off and just like wear your retainer, and your bite won't be perfect, but like I'm done with you." And so then he gave me my retainer, and I was like, yeah, "If you think I'm wearing this, you can literally fist yourself." And then never wore it, and now my teeth are fucked up again. So. Jokes and he on passed me. Away. And then he passed away. Well, R.I.P. to him. R.I.P. to him. His, he was a good. He was a good. You. He was a good orthodontist. He cared a lot. I yeah. I didn't listen to him, and I should have listened to him. I loved my orthodontist. I loved all the. They had these all these women that were the hygienists. Yeah, they were nice, they were, and they were they were awesome. Um, they were like all like true Jersey girls. Yeah, it was great. I was at Martha Donuts on 9-11. Oh, my God. <laughs> place of 9-11. A total place of 9-11. I that remember this kid. Seems that seems like an organic place to be. Did you go after mm-hmm. 9-11 had happened or before? After. My parents t- came and got me together, which was rare. And they took me to my ortho appointment. And then they were like, we want you to stay home. And I was like, no, I'm going back to school. Because I, I was like, I want to be where the people are. Yeah. So they dropped me back off at school. But at the ortho, I remember this kid that I grew up with who lived on my street growing up. He was there too and he I remember sitting in the chair and he went over to the radio and like kneeled down and like turned the radio on and like the president was making some statement and we were he was just like listening and I was like this is weird. (laughs) So dramatic. So dramatic. God you had a pretty normal day for like a 9-11 journey. Well yeah I, I think my parents were just like they wanted me to. Uh, we can't talk about nine eleven again. I'm sorry. <laughs> you brought it to a place of nine eleven. You took I us here. Up. I took us here, and now I will lead us astray. I will lead us back. <laughs> I lead us. I led us into the desert. Now I will lead us back out of the desert. Get us out. I just went full mentally to my like nine eleven memories. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's okay. I like I just smoked a ton of weed on 9/11. I like left school afterwards and everyone in Oklahoma City was freaking the fuck out and there were lines at the gas station cuz like I think everyone was re-traumatized from like the federal bo- building bombing and then I was just like let's smoke blunts and then smoked a ton of weed. And it's like everything's fucking crazy, man. And that was our 9/11 story. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Anyways, 
<laughs> what else um, is going on that's un 9-11 related i think this uh, is truly we get to a place of 9-11 because covid is so like it's a real 9-11 throwback moment it is yeah i mean this is this is a this is a, <sighs> glo- it's a wild it's a wild wild journey yeah. i um i'm <sighs> i'm looking at my feet right now and i think i have a birkenstock tan Shirk. Wow. That's how you know you're living life. Hetty. That's how you know you're living life with your Birkenstock tan on your feet. Um, I. What did, what happened? Can you Carrie get to a place of not ah! nine eleven? Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm out of it. This is a 9-11 challenge. Is, I challenge you. Okay, now I'm fully out of it. I, I just like okay. fell through another rabbit hole. And now I'm out of it. I'm here. What's oh my God. going on? What's, just the, farthest, what's oh. the farthest you can get from 9-11? Go. This is the 9-11 challenge. Okay. Go. Wait, I actually have a good set. I have a good sport segue, which is I'm now for me. That's also kind of 9/11, but we'll we'll keep going. Yeah, I'm. We're gonna talk about the most 9/11 of all sports, which is football. But also, we'll talk about the least 9/11 of all sports, which is basketball. And I'm watching now The Last Dance because I kept seeing it, and honestly, I love Michael Jordan. And if I'm going to get into a place of care about sports basketball is like the one thing that i could potentially care about what's it about it's about like the final i think the final season of the chicago bulls like them trying to win their sixth championship in a row sorry i (laughs) <laughs> i think that that's what it's about i've seriously watched like three episodes i'm trying to be sporty yeah, but i like I, it and i like michael jordan a lot I, he's i'm happy for you i mean I, I, I like i like michael jordan yeah like, and dennis I, rodman who's truly like a he's a groundbreaking guy and then i'm learning a lot about scotty pippen and i'm like okay like i feel like i'm learning Larsa things pippen's husband yeah and then it's nice to like see every sports person that comes on the screen. I'm like, oh my god, there's like Lala Anthony's husband. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Gabrielle Union's husband. They they have like uh, people that will comment in the documentary. Oh. So then I'm just like, oh, like I know all the wives, and then yeah. it's nice it's- to see like the men, the man behind the I woman. Love that for you. I'm I. I just don't like I I was an athlete and caught like I was growing up I was an athlete I was a swimmer I I can get competitive like I was a very like swimming was my life like I'm not not into sports but like I'm also deeply not into sports Mm -hmm. like I just don't give a shit and I, I want to sometimes like I liked when Philly was in when the Eagles were at the Super Bowl because I'm from but like I I can get behind like historical moments or like uh you know this has lots of meaning this holds meaning you know what I mean but like I 
Yeah. I mean, I think I just, Michael I, Jordan holds a lot of meaning because he's just for, such an amazing player. And then when you watch yeah. him play, you're just like, wow, like this person like truly had like yeah. Matt, like cultivated like magical gifts. Like I think that everyone has a magical gift in life. Yeah. And his was basketball. His was basketball. And it's like watching someone tap into that at, like and recognize that and then see it through is very inspiring. So no, that's cool. for sure. But I, I also don't know. I'm like, okay, I like what Michael if Jordan. I got, I, if I got into <laughs> basketball, like, how do I like choose a team? I guess my team would be if, Oklahoma City Thunder. What if you became a basketball coach? If I do? Yeah. I'd, I'd be like, good at it, I think. I'd be a good coach. What was that Whoopi Goldberg movie where she played like a basketball coach? I can. Oh, I saw. I went to see it with my, with like my aunt. I know what you're talking about. Uh oh, Eddie. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Has an 18 percent of Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> um, I miss Whoopi's like dominant box office domination of the 90s. Ew, Donald Trump was in it. Bang. Um. <laughs> Uh, no, of course, Michael Jordan, like, look, I pretended to be into sports sometimes when I was a kid and like, he was an easy, like, oh, he's my favorite athlete, but he was actually great. And I loved, I actually legitimately loved the movie Space Jam. And here's also the deal. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) I picked it. I just looked. (laughs) Ew. I just looked down at my shirt and it, where I had picked Tony up, he sharded on me. So I have dog shit literally on my shirt right now. Um, I'm a day in a day in the life of a parent. So that's also the deal. But I wish that basketball players shorts were still mm-hmm. short and like, I wish that like baseball players pants were still tight. Like I don't like how uniforms have become really baggy. And I also wish that every closeted person in like professional sports would just come out of the closet. Because if I, if like I really truly feel like if I could know about all the gay men who are playing basketball or football or baseball, I would care way more about sports. And you know that like there are tons of gays playing professional sports. It's not like you're straight just because you play. You're a professional athlete. That's not like how it works. So I'm like, I beg of you. I beg of you come out of the closet. Are you talking about just from like a purely like it'll be compelling and emotional? Yeah, for me, I'm like, think about me and my lack of interest in what you do and then make me care by coming out of the closet so that I can have something or someone to root for. Like you want to be in a place of woo. Yes, I want to be like, woo. And I want like, I want it to just be like LGBTQIA, et cetera, friendly space. And like, let's just all be real. Yeah. I'm like, let's just like be bi and gay or asexual or pan or whatever. Just like queer. 
Yeah. The time I mean, is nigh. Ever... Like, might as well just do it now. It's COVID. Like, no one cares. They have haven't way bigger fish movie... to fry. Haven't you ever seen Valentine's Day? No. Remember at the end when Eric Dane is a football player who's comes out and he's you turn at the end the twist is that he was with Bradley Cooper. <gasps> really? Yeah, the whole time Bradley sorry to spoilers. Oh my god, this you, is a huge spoiler. Now I would actually watch Valentine's Day. See, this is what I'm saying. If you make people if you just like put gay at the forefront. To- Make yeah. me care by just like making by being gay, like openly. Um, I didn't even realize that was a twist. Like if I had known that, I would have totally well, watched Valentine's Day. Now I know what I'm time, watching tonight. Ugh. Well, so Julia, <laughs> Ro- the whole Julia Roberts, her plot line is she's like returning from Iraq or Afghanistan. She's on a plane in her <laughs> army fatigue. Believable. Hugely and she's believable, ex- Julia Roberts in <laughs> on the way back from Afghanistan. And she's sitting next to Bradley Cooper, and you kind of think they're hitting it off, and they're like flirting, and they're having this thing. And, and then at the end, Eric Dane, she's like, "I hope you find, I hope you, you know, I hope you find, I don't know." And then at the end, Eric Dane, after he he like he's like this big quarterback. Queen Latifah is his. By the way. Queen Latifah playing his PR person pressuring him to stay in the closet is like a lull for me. Um, but she, <laughs> I love she, that. She, or she doesn't pressure, but she's like his PR. Anyway, it was very ironic. But at the end, he's like the last moment you see him like he lives in Malibu and he's like on his like Malibu deck and like a chair like with a glass of wine next to him nodding off. And then Bradley lives in Malibu. Well, Eric Dane does, and all of a sudden oh. you see like Eric, like a someone flickering a little flower on his forehead, and Eric Dane looks up and it's Bradley, oh. and he like sits down. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's like so fucked up, and he looks at he looks at Eric Dane, and Eric I Dane love goes. People being like, goes, "What do the gays do?" And then they're like, "They, do they it. rub flowers on our <laughs> they forehead. rub flowers flirtingly." Yeah, and he goes, Eric Dane goes did you see what I did? And Bradley's like, yeah. And that's it. Like they don't, they don't care. They don't say what you did. He like came out on, he he did a press conference where he's like, I'm going to continue playing football, but as an out gay man. Oh, okay. And and Bradley is his partner. That's they've been like, keep their life has been a secret. And then Bradley, I just love, (laughs) that's what he does. That's what, that's how I wake Simon up every morning with a flower. Yeah. Just just like, (laughs) Rubbing it on his face. That's what every gay did. Every that's how every every gay gay greets each other romantically with a singular flower that they tickle someone's face. They tickle their partner's face with. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking groundbreaking. You see what I did? did? He goes, yeah. So is Bradley just a soldier? No, Bradley is. They're sitting. Bradley is sitting next. He's like. Oh, he's just on Jay, a plane. They're just like seatmates, and they strike up a conversation. And Julia Roberts is rushing home to is LA. Julia in to, her army fatigues. Yes, the whole movie, and she has, <laughs> and at the end, she um, she's rushing home to LA. She has to go back on tour, but she needs to go home and make Valentine's Day to see her son, whose parents are. I believe her parents are fucking. Shirley MacLaine and 
I don't know. Emma Roberts. It's it's a Taylor Swift's in it. Damn. Jessica Biel is in it, and she plays her character is like. <laughs> it's like maybe a hate I need crime. to watch. Like I need to watch all of these because like. That was such a moment and has been such a moment of these like ensemble cast like trash movies. Like he's just not that into Valentine's Day, Mother's Day. I and they're like, all they New all center Year's around Eve. like and they're it's all around, just like Bradley Cooper and Julia Roberts like doing New things. Year's Eve. New Year's Eve is Sarah Jessica Parker's in New Year's Eve, which is all you need to know. But it is it is a <laughs> she Michelle loves Pfeiffer. New Year's Eve. Oh, she loves Sarah Jessica Parker's instead of, you know, three names. She has it should be odd song long. <laughs> odd length sign. Odd length song. Odd song long. <laughs> okay. Odd song long. The classic New Year's Eve tune. I know. Be <laughs> it ever so humble. That's very Canterbury Tales of her, TBH. Um, but it's but Jessica Biel plays in Valentine's Day plays like this overworked single who's has a treadmill in her office and she's like at one point is like furiously eating can like chocolates alone and then it's, ugh, she's like oh I'm okay. I'm okay being single. It's all good. And and she's like just a workaholic who's, who can't find love because she's a woman who works, you know, and it's, it's just like, ugh. Yeah. Anyway, but you should watch it. Okay. I'm going to do maybe a film festival for myself. Yeah. Of all those movies. Maybe just the holiday movies. We'll see. I never saw Mother's Day. I, I love that they're all like off holidays. They're all like yeah. the B holidays. New Year's Eve is a pretty A holiday, I guess. Well, it's not like Christmas <laughs> Day. Yeah. It's it's for cor- it's all the cornball holidays. It's cornball it's like greeting card holidays. Cause they can't really do like it's like if you did Thanksgiving, that would be controversial. Like some people would like have a lot of hate for Thanksgiving. And if you did Christmas, it's also controversial. So you have to do be like, like literally made up holidays by corporate holidays and corporate yeah. holidays and greeting card holidays. But big news. This is actually weird. Speaking of backwards, because I see everything backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that's a joke. That's not a good joke because some people have dyslexia and I don't have dyslexia. So I'm sorry to the people who have dyslexia. Please don't cancel me. Um, they found NASA discovered evidence of a yeah. parallel universe with where time runs backwards. Fucking wild. Like, what the fuck more? I'm ready. Just bring it all on. Rip the bandaid I, off. Tell me everything. Like, let's just get it over with so we can move forward. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Like, that's... They found evidence suggesting a parallel universe, not necessarily like a parallel universe. Right. But it's but still it was like, off the tip of like Antarctica or some shit like that. Yeah. They have like a, some kind I mean, of, obviously there's like a million universes. Like we literally are only experiencing like a three dimensional life and there's like 
so many different dimensions. Like our brains can only see like up to three. Right. Well, but it's all been theoretical science. So now if we have actual data, like Mm -hmm. Neil deGrasse Tyson can go fuck himself because he's always wanting to, he'll, he'll, he'll probably have something to say about it. Um, He'll definitely have something to say. But it's really, I mean, it's, it's crazy. And I, you know, it just made me. Do you want to meet Parallel me, Universe U? Mm, no. I want to meet Parallel Universe Maybe. I would probably fuck him. Hell yeah. That's <laughs> incest. That's incest, bro. Is it incest if you fuck yourself? Or is there no. a name for something? Is it it's something else? You would do it, right? Uh, yeah, I've had a dream where I fucked myself. It was awesome. I would 100%. I... I was. I think I was talking. Who? Would, but I would I'd have this hope conversation. That parallel me would want to fuck me. If it's backwards, maybe parallel me would not want to fuck me. They're like, I'm, I'm a happily married woman. I'm a happily <laughs> hetero. I'm happily, happily straight. Het. Happily. Yeah, het. I'm dying to meet parallel universe, Lara. I hope that she lols. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would love to have Parallel Universe me on the pod. What if she doesn't even watch Vanderpump Rules? She probably doesn't. I know. Fuck. There's, but there's the good news is there's probably like millions of views that do watch Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, there's a ton of Parallel Universe me's that are very into Vanderpump. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Do you ever see Another Earth? Mm-hmm. I, I like love that movie. That, yeah. Maybe maybe we'll make contact with ourselves before we make contact with aliens. That would be so cool. But it would also be like... It would also be like highly annoying, though, if you have like two of a person that you are really not into. Yeah. But also it would be like deeply... I think our world would like collapse. There would be like yeah. a war. Just like... People would, people would freak out. People would not be able to handle it. No, I could like easily breezily handle parallel universe people. You say that now. I welcome them. <laughs> I come in peace. I have no problems. What if I don't come in peace? More people to listen and to listen to my content. Yeah, and our content. I hope, they, I hope, I hope parallel. In. I hope Parallel Universe Me follows me. I know. I hope Parallel Universe Me at least listens to my podcast in this yeah. universe. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they bought tickets to the tour. What if the our Parallel Universe people <laughs> bought tickets to New York meet and greet and they were going to cu- cross over to our universe to come and say hi at the New York show? If you're listening... Parallel Universe, Lauren and Carrie, please do that. We would love it. Yeah. Show we, up. Just Carrie like will crash freak the stage. Out, but I'll love it. Don't crash the stage. Don't heckle. But wait until a respectful moment to make yourselves known. Don't do it before the show. After. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I go like this. Your face like melts off. I would. I would be like the doctor in Indiana Jones who like 
melts. Mm-hmm. That would be me if I saw me. And then he Looking would be like, the Shit. Arc, the lost arc. Yeah. I mean, my, self, my other self would be like, well, that was pointless. <laughs> that didn't go how I planned. Well, that didn't work out. <laughs> and then you're like already like. <laughs> I've linked arms with parallel me. You're like, you're already like going to like. <laughs> you're already going home with each other. Yeah. I'm like, you're like ready sorry, to we've start got a, a new We're going to go fuck. Yeah, I'm like, we're going to fuck, get married, and then start a podcast together and just, like, be together. She's the only person that understands me. Sorry, we have to go fuck and then record an episode. Yeah. Of Babe. We got to go pod. I would love to put it out there to all parallel versions of me. If you have a podcast, let's put them all together and form our own podcast network. Oh, my God. That would be, like... Imagine like Mark Marin or like some big like interviewing themselves. Like, what if all the parallel people came and like mm-hmm. the huge podcast, like the first who gets like the first interview where they interview themselves? I pray that it's me. Please parallel me if you're listening. Yeah. Lara oh one and Lara two. Come on. Let's pod. Let's pod, babe. Speaking of parallel universes. It's Christmas time Today in Jersey. Christmas time in Jersey. Like, um, what is, will we ever have like a Christmas again? Now I'm like, I don't no. really get sentimental about like Christmas or Thanksgiving or any of that. But this episode made me like yearn for the holidays. Mm. Like I'm feeling like a holiday yearning. Oh. It made me really excited to hopefully be back in New Jersey next year for Christmas because it's yeah. such a Jersey on a, a cold, Jersey, cold, a cold night. Evening. You know, it was cold. so cold that night. It's like that kind of yeah. still cold where it's not even snowing. It's like too cold to snow. Yeah. Yeah. I could feel it walking into like a party or dinner, mm-hmm. holding like holding like food, walking with your family. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna have Halloween. I don't know if. I was thinking about that. Like, oh yeah, like kids. I mean, we didn't. They almost canceled Halloween. <laughs> not to go back to nine eleven, but they almost canceled <laughs> Halloween because of anthrax, and then they almost canceled it one year because of the DC sniper. Do you remember when that was happening? Oh my god! Yeah. So they only they almost canceled. I think they were because they because I lived like only like an hour and a half from DC, two hours. Mm-hmm. So they were worried that he was going to like come up to Philly, but no, who knows? he's like a DC guy through and through. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was a DC guy. He was more of a DC guy actually. No, I'm sorry, Carrie. Um, well anyway, so it's Christmas time in North Jersey. The Judices are getting ready. They're putting up a giant, fake ass tree the which i love this tree of all time <laughs> where joe has had to strip down he's to, hot in this moment he's a, truly a meatball in this moment his tank like a, top is about to fly off of his body like he's busting out of his own like wife beater his muscle ass is also busting out of his jeans and he's like he's a this true little, ball on top of a ladder it's like five seven meatball like you know Juicy packed Joe. to the brim with with like just beef mm-hmm. on top of a ladder 
of like a 14 foot Christmas tree and all the little all the girls are together and you hear Melania go here my handsome daddy I'm so cute here, I die here my handsome daddy he goes thank you my sweet Melania and then Melania sits down next to baby Adriana and then just quietly S- smacks her in the face slaps her right in the face <laughs> I was living <laughs> Teresa goes Gabriella what does Christmas mean to you and then Gabriella goes on like a ramble. It's like she's trying to remember her lines to like seem normal about the yeah. whole thing. She's like, "Well, yeah, it's a happy holiday." Yeah, we get Melania presents, and it's down. just a family together. Adriana, shut the fuck up. Yeah, what did I tell you about making that noise? And she just slaps her on the, gives her a little slap. She goes, "Yeah, there's more than more of that than <laughs> there's more <laughs> of that where that came from." I'll fucking wind up next time. Give you a I'll fucking, fucking wind up next time. Slap you'll never forget. Yo, you, you shut the fuck up over those the... ornaments. Yo, Gabrielle, keep it to a tight 10. 10 seconds, that is. Don't go over 10 with your little stories and your fairy tales. Now, you shut the fuck up, too. You better say what we practiced earlier. Christmas is a happy holiday. Uh, Gia's like, are we going to see Zio, Zio, Joe, and Melissa? And Teresa's like, yeah, I think so. Then we cut over to the, we cut over to said Zio Joe and Melissa. They're putting up, they're getting their house ready. They have a Christmas party, an epic Christmas party coming up. They're putting up a real tree and a fake ass tree, which I love. my family puts fake trees. Up. I love a fake tree. Um, I like a Joe fake has tree his friend for named like, like mess purposes. Oh, for sure. Less messy. Joe's friend named Lewis is over. Who's like a lull to me. Yeah, the men are really like struggling to put the tree up, and then Melissa gets to is like loving playing like the concerned wife who's like, "Don't do it! Like, why aren't the lights on? Like, really, being um, like, don't put the tree on!" And like, don't put the tree on. Um, Melissa Baby goes, Joey's "We're throwing a Christmas party." <laughs> Baby Joey's wearing bootcut jeans and just like. <laughs> And like a newsboy cap, and he's on the floor as per usual. Just like literally, they just put him on the floor wherever. I know. I love that they don't even put him on a blanket or anything. They just throw him on the floor, a little away from the action. Um, Melissa goes, "We're throwing a Christmas party for Christmas, obviously, and Jesus's birthday." Again, obsessed uh- with obsessed and that i wrote this is physical comedy at its finest the Melissa at one point and joe tree and at one point they're the parents are screaming every, all the adults are screaming about the trees and they cut to antonia and gino on the couch and antonia is clutching gino <laughs> they're clutching which, each other <clears throat> that was like me and my sister <laughs> like she's protecting him from like and then <laughs> baby joe is just flopping oh. around on the floor yeah and then we cut back to the Judices, and it's now it's just Tree, and they're having a glass of wine with Joe. But he's still in goes, his tank top. Woof. She goes, I mean, Joe, when's this all going to stop? I was like, honey, till <laughs> you up, bitch. Till, till you're behind bars. <laughs> till you're behind bars, you're going to get out of jail, then he's going to go to jail, then get out of jail, then he's going to get deported, and you're going to try and get him back, and it's not going to work, and it's still ongoing, and it's 2020, and then COVID yeah. will happen, so it'll never stop. <laughs> It'll never stop. She goes, every week they say something. Now I know how Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie feel. I went, okay. (laughs) On the tabloids. 
Then she reveals that Joe went to jail for 10 days for some sort of traffic-related violation. Was this for his drunk driving accident? I think so. But she doesn't connect it to that. Anyways, the it's lots of lies. She told their daughters that he just went on a fishing trip. I wrote that's I wrote that is so mafia. So mafia. A fishing trip with like a man that's never once fished in his life. Yeah. That's what like he going he's going away. That's what Danny I think that's what Danny Danny? Danny Provenzano? I think that's what they told his kids too when he went to jail. They love like a lying to the kids about jail moment. Yeah, that's like it's. And I think it's like, like a tradition. Everyone's gonna find out. I think it's like a tradition. In like, like what you do, what you mafia do, culture. mafia families. Yeah, I'd be uh, like, your dad's going to jail. He drunk drove. Judice. Judice then starts trying to brainwash Teresa against her family. Yeah, and he she's still like, hates Joey Gorga. He still hates her. You see the tears in Teresa's eyes because he's, and you realize. That Judice is Joey Judice is a big is probably most of the reason why they have issues. Yeah, he's a bully and he just like talks shit and won't get on board and is like very resistant to like the whole thing. You see him because, just kind of like fighting, fighting the instinct to just make things right this whole time. He he refers to Richie Wakili as chicken ass. Teresa, it, it made me Rich hurt so much, and I'm like, Rich is actually like later on we'll have a moment with him and Kathy where I was like, he's a great husband. That's why he hates her. Yeah, it and made they me love feel to for like Teresa. shit talk. Yeah, I mean, Teresa still is like in a place of Momo, pretty much most of the time now, but right, she does her best given the circumstances. It was, it was sad. And then meanwhile, at Joe and Melissa's house of hump, they're nervous about Joe being at their Christmas party because of the brawl that happened at the christening. I mean, and, imagine like being the people that everyone's afraid to invite. Yeah, I mean, they are they don't do themselves any favor by like just trying to normalize. No. Like, assimilate. And then Melissa's sister, Lisa, claims that joe's mother philomena punched her in the face at the brawl during the brawl philomena just like reared back and clocked lisa in the face I, according to lisa i totally i 100 percent believe it oh uh, philomena definitely i wrote in my notes i just wrote yes with a bunch of exclamation points philomena looks it, like the kind of woman that would just sock you right in the jaw yeah, she's terrifying. I love Philomena. Philomena, she punched you right in the face. Philomena punched me right in the face. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. Finally, Me Undies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big. The contoured pouch and ball caddy. This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of 10 women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? I personally have not tried the contoured pouch and ball caddy, but I do have a pair of high-cut, high-waisted MeUndies, and I'm obsessed with the material. I love to sleep in full-coverage underwear, and these are so soft. They're comfortable. They're also flattering. They don't cut in weird to my hips or waist, and I'm positive that based on my experience with MeUndies, the men who decide to go down a contoured pouch and ball caddy road are also going to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh-so-comfy, making it ideal for all-day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on MeUndies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash sexy. That's MeUndies.com slash sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. We cut to the Lorita house, 
Ashley walks into Jacqueline's room and gives her a, a birthday gift. And I wrote Jacqueline, Jacqueline to I, Ashley's. Yeah. I wrote Ashley deserves Cole for Christmas. <laughs> when Jacqueline walked into her room, I literally thought that they were in a hotel. Like their house is like so cavernous and large. I know. And her room looked like a hotel room. I was like, what hotel are they in? And then it was just their house. Yeah. She gives Ashley a pre, like, I guess Ashley's birthday present was technically her car. But then Jack gives her a, tr- a hideous necklace from her psychic. Psychic Tia. Psychic it's like a chunky Tia. crucifix, like rosary necklace to it ward off bad energy. Yeah. I was and like, honey, it's going to take a boulder. <laughs> it felt like kind of a troll. It was a troll. There's no way that Ashley would wear that. She was like, and you might. Jacqueline's like, and I wanted to give it to you tonight because you might want to use it. And like, then Ashley pulls out this heinous necklace that she's never going to wear that obviously she has no interest in. Yeah. And is like, cool. Thanks. thanks. I wrote she's she gave it to ward off a werewolf. <laughs> Jacqueline, then, the blood moon is coming. The blood, the blood moon is coming. You might Ashley. Be the blood moon. <laughs> you sound just like her. <laughs> I can. You might want it for the blood room. You might want it for the blood room. The blood. And then room, Jacqueline. The blood moon. Jacqueline's like, we tried to get your dad to come out from Texas to surprise you, but it didn't work out. And then Ashley's like. She's like, wow, I, I almost wish you didn't tell me that because that was really sad. And I wrote, God, fuck off, Ashley. Jacqueline can't do anything right. Everything, oh, like I, everything. Team, I was team Ashley in this interaction. I think Jacqueline ha- is now just like in a total mom troll zone. And she does everything she does is to like fuck with Ashley. And really? I'm on, I'm team Ashley now. Because, like, Jacqueline shouldn't have told her that. Like, what is the point of telling her that? I feel like... Like, maybe let the dad... I'm not mistaken, I feel like he does end up coming, and it's part of the surprise. Oh, really? Like, I I think if I can't... I feel like he comes and surprises her, and not to spoil, but I feel like he does... I think it's, like, part of the ruse. So I think there's a reason why she tells her... But I, I get what you're saying, but I also just think, like, Ashley, just everything Jacqueline does, she she can't do anything right. Like, Ashley, yeah, oh, God, really... I wish she didn't tell me that. <laughs> but I like, feel for her because she is, like, she, like, basically has no family to identify with because, like, That's her true. dad lives in Texas. He has a new family. Her mom lives in Jersey. She has a new family. And then Ashley's just, like, Ashley. So all yeah. she really has going for her is a car. And that is yeah. a sad way to live. It is sad. And it was it was sad. Later, we'll talk about it, but at her birthday dinner, I thought you really see that, especially the Manzo kids, everyone like shits on her. And I think when you when you when you're sort of the scapegoat or like the punching bag of the family and like you fuck up enough where everyone like trolls you for it, you kind of just get used to it and it's like it's hard to remove yourself from that title or that role mm-hmm. you know like she's she's sort of like oh ashley and it's like she can't really do anything right yeah because it, it just made me it made me 
it made me feel for her because I I also think the Manzo kids are so annoying and like have such a superior like holier than thou thing going. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll we'll talk about it. But I was we'll get there. But yeah, yeah, so she her biological dad like, is hot though. Oh, so hot! I was like, yes, daddy, get on the show already. Come to Jersey. He comes on. Love it. See him, Jacqueline. But yeah, she's like Ashley's. Like it reminds me of him not coming or him not showing up. Reminds me of when I was a kid and like I was. He would he would flake on me or it was just me and my mom. And so it's yeah. He's just, she has I serious think, daddy issues and can't get mad at her dad. So all the anger gets displaced and put onto Jacqueline. Jacqueline has perma guilt. Perma guilt, but then also is like carries i think a lot of anger herself and at ashley at ashley and then it comes out in these like really passive aggressive ways i almost feel like ashley to her represents um a time of struggle that she's like doesn't want to connect to yeah like pre chris Mm. larita yeah and I think, yeah, and I think she's, yeah, it's like she sees, she gets flashes of her, like, shitty life in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I, like, can and, feel and see the, like, horrible apartment she, they, like, lived in. Yeah. Oof. Mm. Then we go to a, a hibachi place that I want to be at right now. I love like all this setup and like that music too that they use to like it's like kind of Asian inspired music to like set the scene and I was like where are they and then Greg Albie and Chris like walking in and Greg goes it's like Jurassic Park but Asian and then it was just like a Benihana's (laughs) I was like this place and it was like a hibachi restaurant it reminded me of um have you been to Yamashiro? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was love like that. a Yamashiro. Mm-hmm. I, it's like my fit. I love it. I love that it's like perched up on a hill near me and I can like see it sometimes. I love it. Yeah. Um, and then they sit down and Lauren is wearing a hideous coat. <laughs> and she says, I'm just going to say it. I definitely don't want to sit next to Ashley and everyone LOLs. Oh, and I, I didn't like, even catch that. Damn. <laughs> That's ice cold. So mean. <laughs> so mean. I wrote Lauren's horror coat. <laughs> a horror movie. Everyone hates it. Ashley. <laughs> Everyone hates Ashley. Ashley's late to her own birthday. She has like her friend Nellie with her. I love like a friend of child. Yeah. She has two, her two friends with her. They're getting ready in a room. They're wearing, they're all wearing so much makeup. And then Ashley drives in her car and you just see her on the road. And she's like, yeah, it was my birthday gift. She loves this new car. She's like so obsessed with it. And then her friends like, well, you must be doing something right if you got like a car. It's like Ashley's and not then, doing anything right. But this is where Ashley really pissed me off because she's talking about how Chris, her stepdad, gave it to her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, it's nice and all, but money can't buy you love. And I was like, fuck you. He is trying so hard with you. Yeah. And she that is I thought that was a really stupid thing to say. Because Chris is 
he yeah they might shove things in her like they might not be doing the but like he's he does love her yeah and, and, and i think she be she trolls him for what that. you're be grateful for what you're getting yeah but I understand, um, like, it's like, he does seem like a person that would be very difficult to connect with emotionally. Like, what no, is I, there to talk about with a person like that? You're just like, you make, like, small talk and then, like, ask him about his interest. Like, it's like, there's no connection point. No, I I totally agree. I think he's probably, like, it's depressing. But I also think, I don't know, she was, I felt like it was... It was a way to dig at uh, Jacqueline. Yeah, definitely. And also, what's crazy is how expensive her car payment is. Yeah, it's $500 a month. month. That's insane. That's like more than my car payment. And like, this was back in like 2009. It's it's really wild. That's like almost like a thousand dollars a month now these days for like a car payment, which is like fucking wild. Like, how are you going to pay that with your Lizzie Grubman internship? <laughs> um, I wrote. I've and, never not been debited at hibachi. <laughs> I love a hibachi moment, like a really good hibachi restaurant. You can't beat it. No, I love hibachi, but I've also been, I'm I'm I always feel a little there's this there's like a photo, a Polaroid photo of me from Benny Hanna from seventh grade, mm-hmm. my birthday party, and I just remember how Are depressing it was. You weren't you yeah. didn't love it. You know what I don't like is when you have to share a hibachi table with people you don't know. And you're all like, ah <laughs> I don't like that. I'd rather just sit like I'd rather it just be me and one other person that I'm no at the hibachi with no strangers. I don't like a stranger mm. element. Shane Hall's family tradition at Christmas is every Christmas Eve we go to hibachi. Really? Yeah, because my brother used to work at a hibachi restaurant in Oklahoma City, Shogun. And so we go to Shogun every year for Christmas Eve. The whole family. You and all your siblings? Together. Me, all my siblings are in town. Mom, dad, stepmom, my stepbrother, if he's wow. in town. We gather up. We go to Shogun. Um, Jacqueline trolls Ashley in her toast. Jacqueline's blackout. Jacqueline's blackout. She stands up and she is. I'd love to give a toast when Ashley puts her phone down. Ashley does not look up from her phone once. No. I mean, Ashley is like ungrateful Ashley. She's on, <laughs> she's on her BlackBerry, just BBMing away, and Jacqueline's and then, like drinking a martini and is clearly sloshed. <laughs> sloshed, and then Jacqueline's like, "I hope you look around and see that everyone is here for you." She's like, "Thanks, everyone." Thanks so much she has for like coming. A, she has like a baby, vo- a baby girl voice. Yeah, she actually. Like, no one really wants to be at this dinner. You know what I mean? No. Ashley doesn't want to be there. Caroline and her Amanda kids don't want to be there. certainly don't. Like, Jacqueline Greg, doesn't want to be there. Chris is pissed because he knows he's going to have to pay for the entire dinner, which is at yep. least, like, a couple grand. So, like, no one's no one's winning at this birthday dinner. No. her Ashley's friends are, like, probably feel uncomfortable. They want to all I go out J- and get shit-faced. Yeah, they're just waiting to go to, like... A field. New York City, yeah. yeah, or a field <laughs> in Hoboken or like the Meadowlands. 
um, <sighs> Secaucus. But then we finally get out of this like horrible birthday dinner and then it's just like back to Christmas in Jersey and I wrote Christmas in Jersey. I need to be there. Christmas in Jersey. <laughs> and a human Melissa's. ghoul named Fabulous Fred arrives at Joan Melissa's. He looks like a sickly Marco Rubio. He does. And Melissa goes, Fabulous Fred is incredibly fabulous. Yeah, I inferred that. <laughs> he starts talking to them. He's trying to like just get them to up their price. Where at the end it comes up to a 50 grand is like the final tally. But at one point he goes, he goes, in terms of your cater waiters, he's like, you want roly poly servers or models who know how to speak? That was crazy. You want roly poly servers with their gut hanging out? That costs one price. You want models who speak correctly? That's another price. Uh, what are you trying to say, sir? Yeah, it was. That was an uncomfortable was reality. Very, very dark. And and Melissa goes, <laughs> she goes, you know, it's Jesus's birthday, and I'm very close to God, and I feel it. I feel the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> cool. Melissa, Melissa's like in one of those clay movies. Hmm. She is claymation. She really is. They're also, they're raising, the party is apparently like a charity for St. Joseph's Hospital. It's totally also not. Like, they they keep being like, the whole ruse of the party is Joe Gorga being like, it's for the kids. 50 grand for the kids. It's for the kids. We have he's to like, do they it. Gotta, he's like, you know, these kids got to cut their hair because of cancer. Like, all right joe he makes the fabulous fred take a shot yeah he does like the husband like the reluctant husband who's gonna have to cough up all the dough like gotta take a shot to really warm me up for how much oh, this boy. Gonna cost. but you know it's for the kids it's for the kids so it's for the kids then we cut over to the Wakilis. They're having like they're getting people to help them decorate. It's like full. They're going full Italian. winter wonderland. Ugh. But they're they're erecting a literal tree to Paymon. This is the they second have, time we've seen Paymon pop up in a Bravo it's show. A fucking effigy. Kathy crowns the top of the tree with a Venetian mask of like a cat-like person. That's very eyes wide shut. It is. Like a Venetian jester with feathers coming out of it. It is terrifying. There should <laughs> be you... no tree topper that's like, what in the world? I was like, this is truly gallery girls level Paymon. That is truly, that is hereditary. <laughs> Rich, Rich comes in and he goes, he goes, how come that cat on top looks cross-eyed? <laughs> he goes, what's with Kathy the feathers? Goes, Kathy goes, don't look at it for too long. Yeah, a fucking... Like, that's a warning. You cannot look at that for too long lest you get possessed. That's some Italian witchcraft. That is full stregoria. Yeah. <laughs> I that, shot up in bed when I was when I saw that tree topper. It's and I went, oh, mamma so mia. scary. And I, like, I went, oh, bless myself. Me. Oh, mamma mia. Look at that. Cose. That's what is Cose. it. Cose. Cose. Don't look at it for too long. 
Don't look at it for too long. There's full-blown like, shit going down in the Wakili oh, household. Yeah. But the paranormal activity. Actividad Stra- paranormale. Stregaria. Stregaria. Yeah, um, their Christmas direction the or decorations are really good. And then I also love like Rich trying to get involved with the decorating and he is, like goes up to one of the decorators and he's like, How much do you charge if the husband helps? And they were like, We charge more if the husband helps, like trolling him. Yeah. He's like, Hey. Hey, I love it. Um then we cut to Caroline and Albert are going to the jewel. I, I don't even care about this part of the scene, but this, they go to the. We need to just like really speak to the fact that they're Caroline wants to get some hideous bracelets mocked up so that she could buy them. They look at mock ups of a hideous leather bracelet to represent their like family. And these bracelets cost $4,500 a piece, a piece. They're what? like, she, Caroline goes to the jeweler. She goes, I'm one of 11. We love big. We fight big. And we make up big. I'm like, yes, yes, we know. We and she, she's like, you know, I see Lauren. She's drifting away from her brothers. I just want to, I want them to remember that at the end of the day, we only got each other. So they're going to do a bracelet with <laughs> Lauren's the diamond in the middle, like a linked chain mm-hmm. kind of thing. Albert, Albie, and Christopher on either side of Lauren, and then Caroline and Albert Sr. are on the you know, on the outside. And Caroline goes, yeah, the anchors. <laughs> We're the anchors. And it's like all it's, these little rings with leather. I'm sorry, but like, yeah. I'm not going to pay $4,500 for leather to be involved in any piece of my jewelry. Like, that's not happening. No, it's also like a leather bracelet and make it $4,500. Like, no. And then Albert goes, I want one. It's $22,500 for the five of them. Yeah. Wow. And then Albert goes, I want one. And Caroline's like, oh, that's that's amazing. He never wears jewelry. Then he goes, he represents my family. Of course I'll wear it. This bracelet is hideous. You could it's go to Cartier really... and get like a actual like a piece of jewelry that would be less than a $4500 leather bracelet. It's just like such a it's not like a timeless like if you're going to spend that no. much money, I want like a timeless piece of jewelry that will go with anything. It's not hideous like a and leather like leather bracelet. It's like brutal. It looks it brutal. brutal. I want them all to remember that at the end of the day, it's all we got. Family. And then oh Albert is like, okay, we're going to get him. And then he goes, it's an expensive day. And the jewelry lady, she goes, it's a little expensive, but you can handle it. Which I was like, whoa, that's uh, you're taking a lot of liberties there, jewelry lady. Yeah. And then Albert yeah, that goes, was. <laughs> there's a lot of more to tell. <laughs> What? Which I came <laughs> at the mention of Mortadel. It's a lot it's of Mortadel. That's a lot of Mortadel. Uh, oh, Albert. Tw- yeah, that's like $22,000 worth of Mortadella. That Jeez. is a lot of Mortadel. 
Um, night of the party, I wrote. <laughs> Melissa goes, she goes, tonight's my night. She's getting erotic. She's getting her hair She's, and makeup done. She has a gay guy named George, George Miguel. Who's <laughs> 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 doing her hair. And then uh, Fabulous Fred comes upstairs and Joe and Joe Gorgat comes up and Fabulous Fred goes, we're two hours plus away from guests arriving. We've got Joe and Melissa ice sculptures outside. Joe and Melissa's faces on the currency at the fake casino downstairs. I was like, my God. Wow. And then Joe Gorga comes up and he's like, I got a shower. He's like, you, do you guys mind if I'm naked in here? And Melissa's like, well, the girls will leave. She goes, but George Michael, he don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably like it. And then they do like this like passive aggressive flirtation with each other. That's like borderline like erotic Vi- like erotic violence where he's yeah. like you're gonna miss me when i'm dead he's like if you die he's like i go be on an island surrounded by women and then she's like if you do that i'll cut your dick off and he's like he goes you need a chainsaw to cut this off and i was like he goes, oh. he goes oh you're gonna lorena bob at me the gay and the the gay guy and the, uh, the they're like what the fuck they're like god how much more of this do we have to take and then we cut to the judices Teresa's getting her hair done but she goes uh melissa stole my makeup girl maria falci oh i thought it was evelyn oh evelyn sorry maria falci's the one who's doing her makeup now yeah melissa hired evelyn away from tree and tree's pissed yeah. So there's already tension. Tension afoot. <sighs> Tree, get over it. You should not be you should be doing your own makeup. Yeah. Um why do people love like gambling at holiday parties? Why is that such I just, a thing? I wrote that. I wrote that. Like I don't know. It's like Great Gatsby or Casino Night is always like a a winter theme casino night is like i truly don't understand it i wrote casino night parties are always hell yeah they are always hell it's like really if, I wanted, weird. if i wanted to gamble i'd go to a casino but i'm at a party like i want food wine and dancing also it's weird like as we see later the parties it seems like it's super packed and there's like hundreds of people there. But then there are moments where it's like kind of quiet. Yeah. Like I couldn't, did I you couldn't get that? a read. I did notice that. I'm glad you're bringing it up. Cause I was like, is it a packed party? Like how many people are there? And then also it's like, so overhead lighting. Like it doesn't feel like it feels like a cocktail hour or something. Like not like a yeah. real rager of a party. No, it's like lighting is not good party lighting because Teresa had a party last season and it was actually like it was a vibe. It was a fucking rager because she had that crazy woman, (laughs) that fucking insane party planner. But like she did like mood lighting like it felt like ooh a sexy party. This is like everyone's making a big deal of like there's no kids tonight. Like every we're going to get wild, but it's like the most tame 
and lame party. It's really weird. And then we, um, Kathy and Richie show up. Kathy's when <laughs> Kathy has a giant like bump, <laughs> bump it hair. Yeah, bump it hair like, was sister, like really happening. She has like sister wife hair, but like in like a chrome, like chrome metallic gaga kind of dress yeah she's very gaga current like she's now like stupid love gaga she yeah she looks very stupid love gaga and she and rich come her time and uh oh well first the manzos come in and i wrote why do they act like they're the fucking kennedys (laughs) like they walk in and they're just like the just the way they they greet everyone it's like they're just they're so there's ah they're so annoying to me like smug greg is i i mean i love greg greg can do no wrong for me but like the i i just they walk in and they're just like i love I they know. go how could it get any better than this i was like in a lot of ways it could like i can tell you a lot of things that are better than joe and melissa's christmas party Melissa sees all the people come and she goes, oh, I'm absolutely beside myself. And I was like, are you upset? <laughs> she got, they, first of all, there's a satanic eye sculpture of Joe and Melissa that looks nothing like them. It's so scary. It's terrifying. And then to top, then there's casino tables everywhere. She goes, there's this gorgeous eye sculpture that looks like Joe and I. Casino tables everywhere. Money with Joe and my's face on it. And in the library, no one's skimping out on the toys. And there are literally five presents in the library. Yeah, it does the not. Uh, there's no like, toys. <laughs> it's no like your dad's Beanie Baby storage unit. It's like. Uh, no. I love also like, being like, this is a party like for kids. Like we're. It's not like raising money. It's just asking people to bring toys, which is literally yeah. like the lamest thing that you can do. I know. The kids I mean, are going to get them and be like, like that. Kid, thanks. Kid, I'm sure they'll like a toy for a little bit, but it mostly is like, I think money is probably what people need more of. So the Wakili's come in and, and Gorga pulls Rich aside and he goes, <laughs> he goes, Kathy's a slut tonight. <laughs> and then Rich looks at him and you can tell Rich is like, what? And he goes, he goes, she, damn, she looks really good. And he like, he like, fl- he like cat calls Kathy. And then Rich goes, that's your cousin. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it is his cousin. That's his first. That's not just his. That's like his mom's brother's child. Like Joey, that's, they share like, they share like they share DNA. 30% DNA. Yeah, Joey Gorga's shit faced at this point. He's slurring his Yo. words and he goes, She's a slut tonight. <laughs> I was like, Excuse moi. And then he, Kathy even goes, like, Joe, stop. You can tell that she's uncomfortable. And then he just keeps going and he says, She's gonna get crazy later, huh? And then Rich is like, I'll literally kill you if you keep talking about her. Like, Rich uh, is just staring at like can you imagine if someone said your wife is a slut? She's a slut tonight. Hmm? <laughs> also, saying say that about like a relative, and not like an, a very immediate relative, like <laughs> first cousins. Like I did my DNA when I did Ancestry.com. Like mm-hmm. 
my I did it with my first like I share a so much DNA with my cousins. Yeah, they're like, your cousins. I didn't no, but I didn't real like you you don't realize how much like you actually are like like it's crazy. <laughs> I love Yo, she's just slut, slut tonight. What? What? That's your cousin. Speaking of cousins, so Teresa, Kathy's other cousin, tries to get Judice to go. He's not even ready. He's sitting in their TV room with his socks on, just like watching some like movie. And Teresa comes in all dolled up and she's like, come on, we're going to be late. And he's like, oh, Tree, I don't want to go. I'm fucking tired. And she finally gets him to like get ready and go and like hustle him out the door there. You know, that they're like two hours late at this point. And he he's like, if someone's if anyone says something stupid to you, I'll show you what I'm gonna do. And then he just like karate kicks a punching bag. He roundhouse kicks a bag. <laughs> Teresa's on the verge of tears. She's like, Teresa's my life is hell. Private I hell. I hate my I hate my <laughs> husband. I hate my life. I only know pain and suffering. He's such a shit talker too. He spends the entire like lead up to this party being like, "This party's fucking stupid. I hate Joe Gorga." Like doing nothing but trash talking. Then does his roundhouse kick, which is truly like the only comedic relief anyone has in this situation. Is like, okay, I'll show you what I'll do. If anyone says something stupid to you, I'll show you what I'm gonna do. And then Melania goes, "Hey, good job, Pop. Hey, Pops, just like I taught you." He's like, don't worry, Pop, I'll be patrolling. You see Melania, like, on the ATV outside of the Gorgon's like uh, house. Yeah. <laughs> a rifle strapped to her back, ready to take a cigar. She says, I'll be there as backup. Hopefully you won't need me, but I'll be there. I'm going, stopping by the Knights of Columbus at first, dropping off a few <laughs> gifts, and then I'm making my way there. I'll meet you guys there. I'll be out back. Don't worry about me. You won't see me, but you'll know I'm there. I'll send you a smoke signal. <laughs> Melania is there with like night vision goggles spying yeah. on everyone, <laughs> rifle cocked, ready to take a motherfucker out. Anyone says you know, something stupid, you won't to you? see me. She goes, you Anyone won't says see something me, stupid, you'll know I'm there. I'll show you what I'm gonna do. And she <laughs> takes a rifle out and shoots a pumpkin. <laughs> she shoots a watermelon. <laughs> Gord. I'll shoot. Melissa and Joe go out later and they see the, the heads on their ice sculptures are off. The heads are blasted off. The ice sculptures have literally been like <laughs> shot up and exploded. Money is like, hey, hey. We cut up to Melissa's room. Her sister and Kathy are with her and her. you can see Melissa's like, oh shit, you can see my G-string through my dress. And her sister keeps being like, don't wear any pants. You're off She's, tonight. You don't need it's underwear. A it's a party. I didn't know that a party just meant that you... She goes, there are no kids around. Don't wear any. It's a party. Lisa is fucking wild. Lisa's yeah. out here getting punched in the head by Philomena. <laughs> <laughs> and try and pressuring her little sister to wear nothing to under her... full commando. Her I, she goes, you can give your husband a little early Christmas present. And you see Kathy, and Kathy's like visibly <laughs> uncomfortable. Kathy's like, what the fuck did we want? Did they all the take Achilles like ecstasy? are not ready for like the level of sexuality that the Gorgas are bringing to their Christmas party. <laughs> did they take something? Maybe they did because this is like Lisa's obsession with Melissa 
like not wearing underwear is like a lot for Kathy to handle. I I feel like I can't. Okay. This is my dark theory, but I almost felt like she was trying to sabotage Melissa a little. Yeah. Like set her up to be like, and now I'm not wearing underwear or something like that. Mm -hmm. Lisa. I don't trust her, but I I don't trust her either. She's out here getting punched in the skull <laughs> I would, by Philomena. I need to now go back and see if there's footage. I guess they would have shown it, but like, I want footage of Philomena just like socking it to Lisa at the christening. <laughs> <laughs> she like, punched Bastardo. me Bastardo. Bastardo. Oh no. Oh no, you oh, don't! Oh no! I will punch you right in the face! I will Bitch. punch you in the head! Philomena. Philomena came to fucking play. She's rolling up her sleeves and is gonna sock <laughs> it to you. <ya. laughs> uh, Melissa gets. She gets on the, the stairwell. There's like. There's like six people there. Yeah, they're, they made it, everyone like pack in clothes for Melissa's big speech. And She's she like, goes, as everyone knows, we're very fortunate people. She goes, we are very, very, very fortunate people. I was like, good God. Like, someone take the mic away from this woman. She is a, too far gone. And then she's like, without further ado, we're going to have the head of the St. Joseph's Hospital. And then he comes in and then, like, he, he says, like, two things. And they cut away from him. <laughs> you hear everyone start to talk. They, like, don't give a shit. He's like, wow, thank you so much for all your help. Like, the kids are going to love these gifts. There's literally, like, ten presents that he's taking home with him. <laughs> Teresa and Joe come in during the speech. They're, like, three hours late, as per usual. Joe, Judice walks straight in, doesn't look at anyone. Yeah. He because Teresa's like, just don't look at anyone. Go straight to the back, straight to the back, and like beeline for like the dessert table, which I same. By the way, I love I'm a I love Melissa's porny brother in law. You love drunk blackout Joey. Yeah, he scares me. I know his, that's what I'm like afraid energy, of. You want it? Yeah, he does have a porn vibe. The way he like delivers his lines. He's like. He has wild eyes. He truly is like. He's a fucking. Mm. You you don't know where he's going to go. Kathy goes to Rich. I'm going to go over and say something to her. And Rich is like don't. Like just don't even give her the time of day. He's like I'm not going to go say hi to her. And then Kathy goes over to Teresa. She goes I'm a good person. So in the spirit of Christmas. I wanted to say hi. And then she goes to Teresa. And she's like. Hi, Teresa. Good to see you. <laughs> and then Teresa's also just like, what the, get the fuck away from me. Teresa's Her like, eyes are full. The Momo is ignited. She's like, hi. She and goes, she's like, hi. She's like, it's been a while. And Teresa's like, it has. I love Teresa's method is also just repeating it has been a while. everything Kathy says back to her. Yeah. And Kathy's like, it really has. And then Kathy's, and then Melissa's like, what are you trying to do? <laughs> Yo, Kathy goes, you know, it's good to see you. She goes, yeah, ha. it is good to see me. And then Kathy's like, no, it's good to see you. She goes, now it's good to see me. Like, <laughs> fucking lights her up. <laughs> 
Kathy knows what to say to get her going. Also, Kathy is such a shitster. Like, you know that there's no way Teresa is going to be like excited about like, see, like you're coming up to her. You're also like, read the room. She and Joe came in late and hustled to the back. It's not like the right time. Yeah. And also you can tell like a producer was like, you got to, you got to bring something to the table, Kath. Yeah. What are you going to do? The restaurant was a flop. The restaurant storyline was a flop. What are you, how are you going to make up for it? You're going to talk to her at the party or what? And then Kathy gets like pissed and storms off <laughs> and she, and she walks over. She like cuts through the cloud being like, God, what a bitch. What a bitch. And she cuts over and you just see Rosie with a newsboy cap on like, <laughs> Her eyes are shadows. You can't even yeah. see her eyes. And Kat, Rosie's like, what's wrong? <laughs> and I wrote, I wrote my queen. I love Rosie. Rosie's amazing. She's like chugging a cocktail and she's like, her loss. Don't even her worry loss. about it. Don't even worry about it. And then Kathy goes into the bathroom and Rich follows her in, in there. And you just hear their combo and she goes, Teresa's not even worth the scum off the bottom of my feet. I was like, Oh, good then, God. The biggest, rich. She goes, I said hi to her. Now I here I am again looking like an asshole. And I love like Kathy knows that she gets set up to fail in any of these moments that she approaches Teresa. And she does look like an asshole because it's like there's no reasoning with a Judice. You can't. And you can't. And Teresa, <laughs> you just hear Richie going like, hey, listen to me. Listen. He goes, I will burn this whole place down. <laughs> this is good husband hours he goes get out there and rip her a new asshole and like he's like down to clown with kathy and i think that that's what you need in a relationship like when i get heated or like pissed about something i don't want someone to be like it's okay like calm down or like try and talk sense into me like i want someone that's gonna be like yeah go out there and rip her a new asshole like i'll burn this whole place down and like meet me at that level so then we can both get heated and then like cool down together and then decide like okay it's fine like it's all good yeah he's he's like a partner in crime yeah and i wrote that's amore folks it is i mean he's like he's he gets mad he gets mad on his wife's behalf and like threatens to like burn someone's house down. Like I want, like please, like that is exactly what I, I mean. I the get it. Like that I, I want in a couple. I get it. Like I, I have moments like when Simon tells me about something like that's happened. That's like where I perceive him, and I, I get like, I like I get that New Jersey rage. Ugh, love a jersey like, rage no i'm like i like i get i i, I get that like i i would like i'd burn a house down for <laughs> i would yeah i i think that that's like the bones of a great relationship and you really need to ask yourself like would i fucking burn a house down for this person i i would and if the answer is no you're in the wrong relationship get the hell out go you gotta be a little rich wakili in this moment yeah, it's you like, gotta get a little crazy. Um, no, I love that. I'll and then burn this place down. If you want, I'll burn this place down. I'll burn this whole place down. Kathy goes to Teresa. You better wrap it. She goes. You better wrap a sweater around that icy heart of yours. You'll catch a cold. <laughs> I was like, oh god. <laughs> oh god. And then I wrote, treat- wait, this, oh, go. I wrote, wait, this party seems beat. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> The only good thing about this party that I've seen so far is the dessert table. Oh, yeah. 
No, I mean, everything else is like, I mean, for 50 grand. I was expecting there to be like 500 people there. I mean, you could easily fit hundreds of people in that house. Mm -hmm. It's a huge house. Um, Tree is like unbothered by (laughs) Kathy's like approach. And then Joe is like kind of getting fussy. And then Tree goes, don't get involved. Don't be like her husband. And then like gives Joe a squeeze and a kiss. And I was like, you actually, that's exactly the relationship you don't want. Like I want like an involved partner who's going to burn a house down. Not like Joe who is just going to like punch someone in the head. I mean, I guess like Joe would burn a house down, but it's not for Teresa. It's for him. No, it's, it's his own anger. And they, and it's, it's not, it's very disingenuous. Like when she's like, don't, don't stoop to their level. It's like, you fucking already have. Bitch, you're in the swamp. You're below sea level. <laughs> Judice also, when he got, when he started that brawl, you're right, it wasn't for Teresa. It was no. for his own anger, ego, mm-hmm. jealousy. If he really um, cared, he would not have brawled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then porn Also, Joey. I just wrote, I just wrote, <laughs> I know, I just wrote Joe and Teresa caused so many problems. They are nothing but problems. And like, Honestly, I had to tip my hat to Melissa in this party because she really like handles them in stride. And it's like the second they show up, it's nothing but drama. And like at this point, like if I was Melissa, I would have been so pissed about the way that they acted at this party. But I really admired Melissa because as annoyed as she clearly is by them, she really is loyal to them. Mm hmm. Like you see, you see how you see that she's actually a really good sister-in-law. Yeah, and she's like trying. she's like look, because like you, you were gonna say Joey, Porny Joe. Well, Porny Joe comes up to Joe Judice and he goes, "You got that money you owe me? A thousand bucks for when I fixed your air conditioner." And I was like, "This air conditioner must be a euphemism for like oh, something else, for sure." A thousand bucks when like, I fixed your air conditioner. But I think the way you know that it's like has to do with like a legal activity or something is that Joe's response to him was sue me for it. Yeah, he's like, yeah, well, he's like, you you want to come over sometime and you can sue me for it. Which is like a fuck you because it's like I think that it's from doing something illegal. Sure. And he knows that he can't sue like he'll never he can't legally get that money back because it was like illegal in the first place it also just shows you i mean from the way they were living like a thousand dollars would be nothing but now it's like he that's like unfathomable to pay someone that so it's like it just shows you what dire straits they're in yeah um and also like i mean a thousand is a lot of money but it's i'm just saying the way the, the judices were living like they had Unlimited amount of money. Yeah. Jo- Joey. So then Therese. Blackout Melissa Joey goes up. scares the fuck out of me. He has a glint okay, in his what? eye. that It's like a true wild card. What is. Maybe it's it's like the, the recovering addict in me. I just like. There's like a darkness that you're just kind of like. Hey. Ooh, no, I got. I understand the attraction. He just is like. I feel like you would. The wall. Like he's like. He truly is like you don't know what he's gonna do next. It's really unpredictable. I know. I just, 
I just feel like he would like fuck my skull. Yeah. Oh, he and for like, sure would. He would. He yeah. definitely would let you blow him. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you got that money you owe me? A thousand bucks for when I fix the air but conditioner? It, yes. <laughs> yes, dad. Yes. Yes, daddy. <laughs> um, so then Melissa goes over to him and tempers him. She's like, well, not. She's like, not now. She's like, are you kidding me? Because Tree goes up. Joe starts throwing a fit. And then Tree goes up to Melissa and is like, Joey said some shit to Joe. Like, you got to tell him it's not okay. Like, don't like basically is bossing Melissa around at her own party. The fucking yeah. nerve. And so then Melissa shuts him down. But then. Kim oh, my G, God. Just, just Monica Chacon. Monica Chacon. I love Monica Chacon. I know. I love her like kind of Daniel Staub season one hair. I wish that this and, had been a backdoor pilot for a Monica Monica Chacon show. Like if we had just a North Jersey lawyer. Door, yeah. Just a lawyer. Yeah. Like I'm dying to see more. I wrote Kim G arrives in a chinchilla. Kim G also it has Kim and then G in parentheses for her. Kim also. I know Kim also has a new face. Uh, Yeah. She has been crazy nipped and tucked. a fresh yeah. procedure. She's literally mm-hmm. like just gotten the okay to go out in public. Yeah. It's, it's pretty wild. It's pulled and it gets <laughs> pulled back and the cheeks are full. I was just screaming. I just love what a troublemaker, like just when you think it's like, fuck, this party sucks. Kim G <laughs> walks in to shake things up. Kim G walks in with a lawyer that's suing you. Like, if you ever think your life is going good, just wait for a second. Like, literally, you know that meme that's going around that's, like, me, at, at, like, tw- like, it's, my like, plans. Thought it was good. my plans and then 2020. Yeah. That is yeah. literally Kim G and Monica Chacon coming in. Oh, my God. That's so true. And um, <laughs> she, like, she brings Monica in and to Melissa. Melissa comes up to her. And she's like, say hi to Monica again. <laughs> you met before, right? Right. At the fashion and show. Teresa immediately sees Monica and she's like, what the fuck? And she goes up to Melissa and she's like, hey, she goes, make make them leave. Make them leave. Make Monica Chacon leave. Like she's just freaking out. And and Joe Judice is now he's like, he's like, hey, Tree, leave her. He's like, just ignore her. Just ignore her. Do not go up to Monica Don't Chacon. Don't go up to her. And she's, and you can see he's like pulling her. Yeah. He's, Teresa's like, like, he's now worried because Teresa's <laughs> ready to unleash. She's like, was just having a moment of respite in like the kitchen going, like bragging about Joe's shirt to anyone that would listen going, don't you like his bling shirt? I love it. Yeah. And then just, lo and behold, Monica, Monica Chacon makes herself Monica. known. Monica. 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 It, she goes fully like she you can just see her she's like <sighs> and he's like stay back stay back she's stay back. the werewolf that everyone needs she protection is. from she's the werewolf of franklin lakes and then they bring melissa she's like hi she's like can i have a word with you kim and she brings kim and monica chacon into their parlor and she's caroline, like caroline you see caroline too being like don't do it in not- public not in public. You do it privately. No, I was like, Caroline, what she gonna take her up back? Cut. Shut the fuck up. This isn't your house. Yeah. 
Stop she bossing this lady around. You don't even know her. Not, not in public. I'm like, what are you? What's she gonna take her out back and shoot her in the face? Like, yeah. Also, you're filming by a the show. Dogs. It's all on a show, so it is public. Not in public. Not take in public. Wait, there's a next. The party continues next episode, and the Manzos go. I, I, I they go buck wild. They go buck wild. It's um, real Manzo hours. Next episode. But Melissa is like, I really. She's like, I'm sorry, like, to your friend, but like, you got to take her out. I love that she talks to her like she's a thing. You got to take her out. And Monica Chacon goes, You don't understand. My life has been three years of this hell. <laughs> three years of this hell with them. I loved you when she, it's first, it's just Kim G in there. And she goes, you, sorry, like, I'm so sorry, but she can't be here. Like, she's got to go. And Kim G goes, oh, I can't do that. And Kim G just continues yeah. to argue, like, is basically refusing to, like, tell Monica to leave or leave herself. Kim G is such a shit stir. She goes, oh, I can't do that. And then Jacqueline no. comes in and and Jacqueline comes in and she has, she has come over here. And she takes Kim. <laughs> Jacqueline's like the only one who can handle her. She's the Kim G whisperer, but she doesn't even do a very good job of whispering to Kim G because Kim G can't be tamed. Kim G goes, I never did anything to her and she knows it. <laughs> I love her accent is really like on fire. Yeah. Teresa's Jacqueline's like, why are you going to come in here and make a trouble for all them? When they're just getting out of that. I never did anything to her and she knows it. <laughs> okay. Say hi to Monica. <laughs> That's when Monica comes over. Okay. Yeah. Say hi to Monica. Monica walks in with like a, <laughs> like a Monica's strappy hot. dress. And a, Monica's hot. She has like a great, like great new haircut. She probably got like her hair done that day. She, she walks in with a blowout flu- makeup. She's hot snatched bod in this like gorgeous dress. She walks in with a flute of champagne. She goes, hi. <laughs> hi. Fuck is she? You don't and understand. Then, My life has been hell dealing with the three of them, the two of them for the last three years. The last three years of my life has been a screeching hell with all of them, with the two of them at least. And then Melissa's like, I'm sorry, can't, you, you can't stay here. They're, she's my sister, my family. Like, I, I, you gotta. And then Joe Gorger comes in. He's like, hey, come on. You gotta go. Yeah, I'm a brother, and then and then Kim G goes, but but you were just you were just in a grudge with her yourself. Like she's trying to like <laughs> like Kim, you when someone tells you to leave their house, you can't argue with that. It's not like you can yeah. be like, no, I'm staying. You have to go. But also, he's like, that's my sister, and she's like, and she's like, well, she's like trying to negotiate with him. No, there's no negotiation room. I love Kim G. She's always wheeling and dealing. And then Monica finally leaves and goes, Monica, probably, no, she probably goes okay. to like okay. the North Jersey Country Club and like gets shit face at the bar. Yeah. I love that Kim G doesn't go with her. <laughs> she brings well, her no. there and then sends her away on her own. And Monica like throwing her mink on and then sashaying out the door. I was just like, oh my God, like I'm living and breathing for Monica Chacon. Oh, that would have been great casting. If we just followed her out. Like she should be on the show. I hope we her see and more Teresa. of her. Her and Teresa. Mm. But yeah, you're right. Melissa is very loyal. We do see her her loyalty in this episode. But 
Monica might be gone, but Kimji's there to stay, and we'll see more of that next week as the party continues. Kimji is so wild. It's she's. I never did anything to her, and she knows it. She knows it. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, I can't do that. Kim. No, I can't do that. It's like oh it's not God. an option. It's not a choice. Insane. <sighs> well. The- the Jersey drama rages on. It's and I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful for these these women. These women. These women have been securing us a spot in our mental health. <laughs> I don't know what that um, means. Thank you all well, for listening. Th- thank you for listening. You can follow Carrie at eCario. Ecado. You can follow Lars at LarsMarie.com. And, and stay tuned. We're going to do more live shows on Zoom. We'll be going on like Instagram live. And we're just trying to have fun and laugh while we still can. Hang in there and have kimchi energy where you just hang in. Yeah, where you refuse to be shut down by anything. Especially COVID. Yeah. Um, if you All want... Right bonus episodes ad-free content and tons of like premium other premium content you can go to patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast and uh yeah that's it bye Bye. ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.